You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Come on, CIA. Agent Stone, as you know, the digiterrorists have discovered the location of the CIA safe house and intend to attack. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to sabotage their plan before it's put into action. If you choose to accept this mission, press 1. If you choose to decline this mission, press 2. If you'd like to hear the mission again, press 3. Para echoar la misión en español, presione 4. All right, 1. You've selected self-destruct. If that's correct, press 1. To speak to an operator, press 2. Oh, God, 2, 2. All of our operators are busy because of a high volume of calls. Please hold. Looking to update your profile, get ammunition, or see how the other agents are doing? Visit our website at www.redtube.com. All of our operators are busy because of a high volume of calls. If you've been kidnapped and kind of like it, press 5. If you're looking to hook up with a Bond girl, press 6969. Oh, forget this. Congratulations, by pressing 0, you've just purchased a warehouse full of expired condoms. Ugh. We still haven't received an answer about the mission. To submit your answer as an audio file, say something now. Uh, yes. You said yes. If that's correct, press 1. Please speak your answer into the mouthpiece. Do you accept the mission? Yes. You said Yoshi. If that's correct, press 1. That's definitely not what I said. Otherwise, please try again. Do you accept the mission? Yes. You said Blue Yoshi. If that's correct... Hi there, CIA headquarters. This is Dale speaking, agent number 6969. Dale, it's me. Mom? No, it's Agent Stone. I got the mission briefing about sabotaging the terrorists who are coming to kill me. I'm just calling to accept the mission. Oh, okay, great. Well, you know you can do this online, right? On RedTube? Okay, am I good? Yeah, you're good. Uh, good luck and Godspeed. All right, finally, now to hang up and get those terrorists. Uh, hello, Agent Stone. Uh, Boris. Uh, nice gun. Mm-hmm, thank you. How long have you been standing like there? five solid minutes. Oh... Uh, Best of friends podcast, friends. Yeah. guys, it finally happened. Mm-hmm. The hashtag road to 69, episode 69, 69 of the podcast. Oh. Andrew, Clark, Andrew Clark, we have is Andrew here. Clark of Humber School of Comedy, yeah, our sponsor. Sponsor here on Never Sleeps Network. So this is incredible. I'm honored. 69 and feeling fine. We are feeling really fine. Yeah, real fine. And, you know uh, how much juggling this took to make sure that you were the 69th guest? Yeah, we were, we've been waiting. We, yeah, we, we, we've, we've, we've known we wanted you to be the 69th guest. Because you know what? <laughs> Comedy and Andrew Clark. Is is the sixty nine of my heart? Oh, there we go. Uh, people don't know that. Mm-hmm. But now Fair enough. Do. Cool. Well, thank you so much for thank coming you for in. Yeah, yeah. Pleasure. Um, Andrew Clark is um, the program coordinator for Hummer School of Comedy, which me and Mark both graduated mm-hmm. from. Twenty eleven. We like to say is Andrew Clark has busted us from his nuts. That's what we yeah like yeah to we say. always say that. We you birthed us basically. We um, talk about you a lot on the podcast. Well, I'm glad. Glad to hear that. In a good light, always. So. <laughs> I hope so. It actually is. We, but if we, not, that's fair enough. We speak very highly of you. Fair comment. I think the only negative thing is that is sometimes people are terrified of of you in the auditions. Yeah, they're terrified. It's too bad because I always feel like we try to make it as nice as we can i, I just think scared. it's a very it's a very difficult thing auditioning audition for that yeah yeah and, i wasn't scared you know. of you i was intimidated just in general mm, but it wasn't right. technically had nothing to do with you also <laughs> so someone was in in my audition that was so friendly and i never saw her again uh this was like in 2010 i guess nine yeah. or, uh, 2009 yeah, yeah. sorry there's a woman in my audition she <laughs> just smiled at me the whole time and was very friendly <laughs> and, but she wasn't a teacher when i when i 
actually join the she was a ghost program that was a ghost well i don't know who that was but (laughs) i guess we better find out she sounds pretty great yeah she was very nice anyways um me and mark graduated from Humber. we loved Mm -hmm. it uh i I probably wouldn't be doing comedy if it wasn't for the program so uh we do have you to thank for that and uh keeping the program going and Mm -hmm. coordinating it i Um, first contacted you in 2006 when i said hey can i just send an audition tape now and then get in in 2009 and you emailed back no. <laughs> I went, all awesome. right. Well, well, why don't you I'll wait? Just, yeah, I'll hang in there. I'll hang in there. I probably said, just come on out. Right. That's well, normally what I say, uh, you know, okay. just come on out. But mm, unfortunately, but, we can't do that. Yeah. Well, that man, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're here. We want to know about you. Yeah. You know, enough about us. Everyone knows about us. We want to know about you. How did you uh, get into comedy? How did you get started? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I started as a writer, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be the sort of through line. I finished high school. I fully intended to go to Queens and just do an arts degree and play football or something. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of got into theater and I went and studied theater history at York University. And I was always just drawn to comedy. I mean, yeah. I always have, like most people who who are in comedy. Or, or for me, what happened was, you know, after some time in England and then time working um, sort of in a small theater here in Toronto where we did all Jacobean uh, plays like revenge tragedies and stuff like that, that I started writing and I'd always been writing. So I started writing about comedy for iWeekly, which right, is now yeah, defunct, yeah. but in 91 or so it was pretty new. And, and basically I saw pretty quickly that, um, there were a lot of people trying to write about music and film and all that. And no one was really paying a whole lot of attention to comedy, which was my whole thing. Right. And that there was a wealth of comedic talent. So I really decided I would focus on that. And that's how I, you know, got into comedy as a critic. And then at the same time, I would write humorous stuff. So I haven't really done a ton of, of performance since then, okay. in part because, weirdly, this will probably sound archaic, but when I started writing, I felt that it would be a conflict of interest uh, to oh, do comedy okay. at the same time as reviewing people, it, it would be yeah. wrong. Yeah, that's so I didn't, would have been I didn't do that. Well, like, I don't think Andrew that Clark, five stars. <laughs> people do yeah. that though. People do. Well, do I think now that's no longer a thing. So yeah, everybody who out. writes about it, with the exception, say, of someone like Glenn Sumi, who's a full time critic, and I don't know how he goes to every show he goes to because right. I follow him on Twitter, and it's like, what? He's going to three <laughs> shows in one night. Um, but yeah, so that's changed. So, But that's basically how I got into it. And then my first book was a history of Canadian comedy. At the time, there was a real interest in why Canadians are so funny, right. which really means why are we successful internationally or in America? And so my first book, Stand Deliver, was a history of comedy that examined that. And that led me to teach a history of comedy course at Humber. And that eventually led me to apply to be the director of the program. So that's kind of how I got so, to there. Oh, so, what, so when did you start teaching the class? 2001. Really? So yeah. So second year of its existence or something? And you, became, yeah. and you became coordinator? 2007. So just before we came. Right. Before we came. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah, because you did teach history of comedy when we were there. We read your book, right? Yeah, Stand in the I letter. forced I like you all that. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth reading. I think I didn't read it. I think Mark told me all about it. Hey, Mark, have you heard of this Humber College comedy writing and performance program? Yeah, man, that's where I met you. Oh, yeah. Have a good time? Oh, yeah, I had a great time. I improved a ton as a comedian, too. Explain. Well, for example, here's a joke I used to do before I did the program, right? How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? How many? (laughs) Ten tickles. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yikes, yeah, I hate but, that. I know, yeah. But, but, check it out after I went to Humber. <clears throat> How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? How many? Tentacles. <laughs> well, well, see? I love that. Yeah. Humber School of Comedy. We teach funny people how to be funnier. Some stuff we definitely want to know. Yeah. Some uh, stuff we ask every guest. And sure, go like for to it. ask you too. I love it. Mm-hmm. Number one. This, uh, this is our segment that's sponsored by Humber School of Comedy. Yeah, this great. is our sponsored segment. Mm-hmm. And it's called... What's, What's your, your dumbest, dumbest sketch, sketch slash, slash article <laughs> slash whatever you've written? It's Wait, like, yeah, what's the dumbest know. thing you've ever written? It, c- it could have been something that you didn't actually even get on. Paper. I've written a lot of stupid stuff. Yeah, good. Probably one of the most embarrassing things I ever did <laughs> was, that actually uh, got produced. was in iWeekly. I was assigned because I would take any job I could mm-hmm. uh, assigned to write a story about an ephemera. You know, ephemera, like oh, it's, it's, you know, yeah, no, right? No, no, no. Like it's like stuff that just <laughs> comes and goes. It, it's hard to describe. It's like um, posters and little bits of ephemera, right? So, oh, okay. uh, I can, I can understand. Rare, that. weird things and it all kind of comes and goes. So, Almost I wrote like the fads, story, but, but like... I mis- pr- misspelled the name of the stupid guy. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. He, there's no way he's listening, but um, who who ran it. So he insisted on we print a correction and that we also print him a copy of the article with his name pr- correctly spelled that he could frame. Okay. So I thought that was kind of a jerk. What the hell? Yeah, so that was embarrassing. At iWeekly and other places, I get a lot of assignments, but... The thing, the key was to not take the obvious angle. So I, one of my first assignments was to go and interview a group called Hot Tonight for Manilow, who were Barry. It was a Barry Manilow fan club. Uh, of course, and Barry Manilow was coming. <laughs> what an insane project. And I actually like I like Barry Manilow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I went and I didn't want to do the obvious thing, which was just make fun of these people. Oh yeah. So uh, we, I ended up trying to do a thing that was more about kind of. How it was in a way. What was was no. There's something noble about really liking something and being committed mm, to. Right. It. Yeah. Being proud of it. So we still had fun with them. But you wanted to make fun of them, though. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I I would sort of. We did a lot of harsh stuff at iWeekly, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, it was generally my feeling was, and of course, again, it seems kind of quaint now. You don't pull someone out of obscurity to humiliate them. Mm, yeah. 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 That's obviously moral. gone out the window. Yeah, that makes sense. But it, politicians, you know, stuff like that, we mm-hmm. would go after. But we wouldn't just, you know, oh, go, go after, after a Ban- Barry Manilow fan club. Like, <laughs> they what, don't is, what is it. their great yeah. sin? Yeah, they like they, Barry Manilow. Right, uh-huh. So what? It's like if uh, they're ahead of the true. curve, and the guy's a great singer songwriter. Yeah. That's like that's all I got to say. Lost. I would have fucking you know, ripped them apart. I had to. Do, <laughs> I did. I went and covered the hunks of the young and young and restless. That was one of my favorite. Things the I went to. Hunks of the Young and the Restless? Hunks of the Young and the Restless. So the dudes, so the, the men from the... Uh, yes, it was the men. So all the men you went and then you interviewed them? I interviewed the men and then they were appearing in front of fans of the Young and the Restless. Shirtless? All, pretty much all women, oh. not entirely, but... And they were kind of sex symbols and stuff. And I got sent there to report on that. It was fun. They were interesting. <laughs> And I, my lead was, they came, they saw, they came. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was kind of clever. 
Well, something that you uh, brought in, because we always get a guest to bring in a, a sketch or something. You of say course. you have like a, uh, a reading that uh, you guarantee is hilarious. You almost it's, threaten to do the, yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, this, it, it's going to be great. It's a 100% sure thing. Oh, great. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's called, do you want me to introduce it? Sure, sure. Yeah, please do. It's called, well, no, you know what? Yeah. We'll save okay. it for after. We'll save it for after. after. No, yeah, I don't want to. Magic. You got to follow the rules of comedy, right? No, you got yeah, it. I got it. That sounds good to me. All right, guys, listen to this. October 1944 was a busy month for the Special Investigations Branch of the British Military Police in Rome. The unit, which was responsible for solving serious crimes such as rape and murder, had cases pouring in. On October 16th, the SIB arrested a British major who had worked at Allied headquarters. The officer had been embezzling welfare funds. He was charged with forgery and writing fraudulent checks. On October 22nd, there was a report of the murder of an Italian civilian near Tivoli by four Allied soldiers. On October 23rd, a cafe proprietor in Rome was reported killed by two Allied soldiers. The motive was robbery. The method shooting. Long-term deserters were suspected. On October 27th, the SIB received a report that a Polish corporal had murdered a woman by strangulation. They apprehended him and turned him over to the Polish authorities. On October 28th, the SIB picked up 13 members of a band of armed robbers operating between Naples and Rome. The group was made up of civilians and allied deserters. On October 31st, six members of a second band of armed robbers were arrested. All the men were deserters from the U.S. and British armies. The SIB believed the six were connected with the murders of the cafe proprietor and the Tivoli civilian. Like those picked up a few days earlier, these deserters operated on the roads between Rome and Naples. Then, on November 2nd, the SIB received a phone call regarding the discovery of the body of a soldier. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, dynamite. Um, thank you. Funny. Thank you for bringing that in. For sure, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, what, sorry, what was that? Mm -hmm. What was so that? So, that, that was an, a very short excerpt from a book I wrote called A Keen Soldier. The Execution of Second World War Private Harold Pringle. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And it is about the last soldier executed by the Canadian Army. And he was executed in Italy in uh, 1945. Uh, anyway. Well, uh, thank you again for bringing that in. Uh, we loved it. It was hilarious. Uh, thank you. And now we uh, move on to our segment. You excited for this, Morgan? Oh, I'm excited. Oh, buddy. Okay. Here's our segment. So Not sponsored by anyone. Tip Top Taylor's, if you're listening. Yeah, okay. Or Denny's. We've, we've asked Denny's for some sponsorship, too. As we told you, this is episode 69. Uh, so, so our, our segment, segment is, is called 69 and, and Feeling fine. fine. I went online and researched this actual position of 69. Great. Yes. Uh, after eight hours, I got a pen out and started writing some questions. <laughs> but okay. oh, you know what I'm talking about. Right. You get it? <laughs> okay. You get it? You see? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, here's some questions about 69ing, uh, which is crazy. I'm actually surprised I got this many so questions. There, so it's 69 trivia, basically. 69-based trivia. Uh, true or false? The first thing. On Wikipedia's 69 page, by the way. Uh, <laughs> okay, great. Which is a real page. Of course it is. I spent uh, most of my time there. Right. Uh, true or false? Duh, it has an image that demonstrates it on Wikipedia. An image that demonstrates two people sixty nine. Two, two people sixty nine. I bet you. I bet you it does. I bet it's like two Egyptian, like it's like like a hieroglyphic style sixty nine. Uh, I bet. That's interesting. Or like like some one of those things from from, from Cosmo because in Cosmo magazine they show people banging. Like right, and that's, a, that's for kids, I guess, or whatever. Is there Cosmo kids? I think it's got to be something like <laughs> the Kama Sutra. Uh, yeah, like it'll be that. I, I, otherwise, no. I'm saying no, I'm unless say, it's I, something like that. I'm saying yes. There is. There is. A, there is a picture of it uh, depicting it. 
Um, that is true. You, uh, there is a picture. Uh, of what? It's what not, kind of picture? It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not concert. It's pretty modern, but it's a dick and a mouth. It's a dick and a that's mouth? It? Yeah. And that's, that's not a 69, yeah, necessarily. Yeah, that's, very, that's a blowjob. There's like a different, there's like an angle, but it's a... Uh, excuse me. I was me. just surprised. Is it like excuse the man's me. view? No, no, excuse me. Mm-hmm. What is the picture of? What is depicted in the picture? Uh, it, might, it might be no, easiest. You should to be have. able to remember oh, wait, that. Wait, no, wait, no, okay, well, I've seen so many pictures since. Wait, wait, because this, yeah, this, this might be question false. Was, this might be false. The question was, is there a picture of a 69? Oh. So if there's not a picture of a 69, then Andrew's right. Yeah, okay. Yes, sir, if that's what you saw. Sorry, we're looking at the picture now. You do, you got it. Okay, sorry. I forgot that there was, I didn't zoom in that much. Yes. Our producer had it noted on his phone. You pulled it up. Okay, we've seen it, Andrew. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's a sixty-nine. So all right, that's a fair enough. That's a true. But fair you can enough. see the dick, which 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 I'm is. I'm surprised that that's on Wikipedia. You know what I mean? Also, I the amount of pubic hair. I am too. Right, yeah, but yeah. it's sort of drawn. It's not a picture. Know, it's drawn like yeah. it's drawn like you'd see it in an airplane booklet. Yeah, right. yeah. It's yeah. Like what to do <laughs> if the plane is going down? It's like if yeah, like, grab the person next to you and flip them. Yeah, sixty-nine. The person left you to your left while the plane's crashing. Right, the person on the right of the plane. Worst ways to go. Probably the pilot instructs you. Anyway, please sixty-nine. All right, I'm. Fair That's enough. Crazy. Okay, so, yeah, so that is true. <laughs> so that is true. Two. All right. Question number two. What language was the term 69 first used in? When somebody first ever was like, it's gotta be, yo, that's a 69. I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be Latin. Latin. I feel like Latin started everything. <sighs> Andrew might actually know this. Like, you this might know the toughie. I want to say Greek. No, I don't think it go. I don't think they were calling it a sixty-nine. Okay, here's then? the problem: because a six and a nine. In, the numbers, in right? Latin, oh. there's no a six and nine. Sixty-nine is not spelled six nine in you're Latin. Right. So you're wrong, and I am boom, wrong. he's out. Oh, he's out. Okay, I'm out. So I, I, I was wrong. I, I, I would say I'd like too, to say French, wrong. but it seems so cliched. French or German? The answer's French, buddy. Good job. All right, thank man. you. Hey. So, yeah. So yeah, you're right. I, I should have. I, I, should, I should. I should have known that the numbers. The numbers six and nine. Might not be well, old enough to just. Anyways, I'm an idiot. Move on. <laughs> so the history there, I got some history for you here. The gun-toting French courtesan named Theron de Mericourt, uh, who was originally Belgian, yeah, shout out hmm. to me, was uh, known to show up in Parliament and heckle people. And she's credited with vividly describing the term soixante-neuf in her self-published series called The Horror's Catechisms. So there we go. Nice. You mentioned the Karma Sutra earlier. The Karma Sutra mentions this exposition, albeit by a different name. What do they call it? Ooh, the upside down lotus lick. <laughs> uh, Don't even bother guessing. That's correct. No, I'm just going to. Uh, <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> I'd like to say. I don't quite understand this one. Um, Jeez Louise. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Cat chasing tail. Oh, that'd be a great one. Uh, no, it's the Congress of a Crow. But does that... Mine was close. That was closer. Congress of a Crow? Do crows what? 69? That's crows are wondering. Do crows, crows are very intelligent. Well, okay. Which means they must, must make 69. great 69. No, but they <laughs> are. <laughs> They're very intelligent. They can communicate and everything. They're crazy. So they probably suck each other's dicks while they... Well, yeah. Uh, do, they, do they like indicate that? Are they like, hey... The level. The behind. level, guys. Right. The level here. Well, we were talking a lot. Dick, I mean. dick, 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 dick. Uh, yeah. What's yeah. wrong with that? That's Nothing. What I, we learned just from the best. No, I went to Humber's School <laughs> of Comedy. Where do you think I learned this? A lot of dicks. Hey, what's wrong? What's wrong? Hey, listen. I will defend this to the end of my, my life. What? Six There's nothing better than a dick joke. Mm. Done right, it's okay. Mm. Done right, it's the best. That would I, be. There's not much I'll disagree with you on, Andrew Clark. But one thing <laughs> I'll disagree with you on is this: 
There's never too many dick jokes. That'd be hilarious. Again, I love MacGruber. Right. It's a great film with just the right amount, in my view, of dick jokes. It does. Actually, it has a lot of great dick jokes in it. Right. So that's, that's, to me, the standard. But we're talking about 6090 right now. So <laughs> anyway, right. let's get on. You're expecting me true. not to that's mention true. dicks, because you're, you're killing me here, man. True enough. Um, how about this? The earliest unequivocal representation of the 69 appears to be on what kind of item preserved uh, in the Deutsches Museum in Munich? A coin. Vase. An oil lamp. Oh, you were close. Yeah, closer. Oh, man. I, I, I was just hoping it was a coin because that's hilarious be to me. <laughs> and it's valued at 69 cents or something? Oh, that'd like, be hey, There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Submit this into the bank. I would keep that coin forever. <laughs> of course. So an oil lamp. First of all, is that oil lamp... So it's in the, it's in a museum. Yeah, it's in the, it's, it's an old it, lamp. Yeah, it's some old. They lamp would put a little Barbie. wick in it. It yeah, would look yeah. like a lantern, and yeah, for sure. So it's in a museum. So someone obviously went. This is hilarious. Yeah, I guess so. This lamp has a sixty nine on it. We got to put this in a museum. Well, they put them I all wonder, in. A museum. Oh, that's it's good. not just that. What's well, like the chicken and the egg? No, you are really stomping me here, Andrew. <laughs> I'm really trying. Go to a here. museum. You'll find a lot of stuff there that doesn't have anything to do with the 69. I know, but what I'm trying to tell true. you, that first of all, <laughs> not the museums I go to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Batashoe 69. I'm just museum. saying it's probably a nice piece of art. It probably yeah, it is a nice piece of art. But what I'm telling you is that why would it be in the museum if someone didn't look at it and go, This is great. That's a 69. It could be in the museum. Maybe you're reasons. right in that it's a, it sort of says something about whatever society made it and their attitudes towards sex. Here's a question for you. When's yeah. the oil lamp from? I couldn't find out. I was really desperately trying to figure Damn, that out. That'd be crazy. That'd be hard There's to no figure out. Probably, who knows? Because they're all... Well, you, you guys got to be some antique roadshow guy that's like, that lamp. Well, yeah. they'll know, yeah. but it's apparently not on Wikipedia. I couldn't find the, uh, Do you think... Okay, well, again, the Wikipedia jabs. I hate Wikipedia. He hates Wikipedia and he hates dick jokes. Okay. No, I don't hate him. <laughs> that's his credits. And stuff. Yeah. Um, that would be great if the plaque at the museum was like, this is the first indication of the 69. <laughs> like if there's like an arrow. That everything. would be crazy. <laughs> Uh, but it probably is a nice oil lamp, and I absolutely, when I get rich, will buy it. Right, or, of course, of course. It's priceless to me. Mm -hmm. Do it. I uh, will do it. All right. And I'm going to take it to your house, I'm going to smash <laughs> on the doorstep and go, dick, and I'm going to run. I'll <laughs> have you arrested. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me there. Well, yeah, you I, got me there. It okay. probably is against yep. the law. Too. It is. Uh, it is. I actually, <laughs> I know for a fact, you mm -hmm. can't. It's actually against the law to break any 69 memorabilia. <laughs> at all. It's sacred. <laughs> at all no matter where you're breaking it um, uh, and the last thing I got here a Hindu temple sculpture from the sacred caverns of the island of Elephantata or Elephant yeah Elephanta near Mumbai in India shows the representation of the position but what's different about it uh, oh um, it's <laughs> one guy's upside one person's upside down so it's a the, he's got a face standing it's a face in the butt is it standing standing well what's it, uh, uh, I was thinking okay, like, these are two different answers so my, a face my, in the someone, butt someone, what are you talking so, about standing so, so like they're either like they're uh, like, instead it's like slightly backwards so someone's eating an oh, ass oh a butt I, I, see, yeah. I see I see I see <laughs> I, was, I don't know I was just yeah, I was yeah, trying well. to be quick here yeah, no, but, and then Andrew Clark always says pretty much the right answer so I have to answer first standing Andrew Clark is very close. Yeah, it is standing. There you go. Uh, but and he's uh, no butts. Butt. But he's eating the butt while they're no, standing. No butts. <laughs> so everybody wins. Standing. Uh, man standing, holding the woman, hanging down from his shoulders. Nice. He's not even like hanging onto the woman, but she's dangling from his shoulders. What does oh, that mean? Oh, that's figure super it weird. out. Well, yeah, but how small is this person? Like I don't know. 
Uh, and people, people were smaller back then. They're strong. So. They, were, they didn't have processed food back yeah. then. <laughs> right, I guess so. Anyways, guys, uh, that's our podcast. And right. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, man. Call. It's great to be here. This uh, episode comes out September 11th. Uh, do you have anything <laughs> to plug for that day specifically? I guess we're starting the school. No. Okay. Uh, just uh, if people, uh, I write about uh, a humorous column, hopefully about mm. driving in the Globe and Mail. Seems like such an great. appropriate episode. Uh, which is but available. Uh, oh, okay. It's just the day. Every but... Friday in print and every, every Tuesday yeah. online. Pretty much every oh, Friday. Oh, cool. All right. Okay. Um, we uh, have a show September 15th. We do have a show at the Source Capital Theater. Yeah, That'll be a lot of fun. Where we yeah. do 20 to 30. So Something, if you want to come yeah. see us do a bunch of time, helping helping out with uh, this guy's taping, which is going to be we fun. We might even stand in 69. Yeah, we'll probably do a standing 69 because we will eat less processed food uh, between now and then. Here's, and a, we'll here's, a, here's, here's a 69 fact for you. In our year end show, we did a 69 sketch. That's true. And, and then and we and then yeah. Mark and I also won the sketch award. So right, sixty nines are funny. And we sixty nine <laughs> while getting the award. Yeah. They they depicted it in the show The Americans. There you go. Okay, the, act. the first ever. Oh well, there you go. Side, side, sideways on TV. Oh, sideways. Oh, sideways, sideways sixty nine. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting one. Sideways. Oh, okay. That's comfy. That's that seems that like was, a comfy. Uh, one. Yeah, you know. Uh, the kids came in on Elizabeth and Philip when they were doing it. Oh, hilarious. Oh, that's that's crazy. crazy. It was crazy, man. I love that. All okay. Right. Well, okay. Well, guys, well, yeah, that's our so podcast. We're going to end this podcast. Yeah. With uh, some uh, some tips. When we showed up, Andrew well, Clark really wanted to teach us how to do comedy. And let me tell you, you're never done learning. That's one thing, I, 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 one thing I've learned is yeah. that you're never done learning. Perfect. And Andrew Clark is not done teaching us. Yeah. So we're going to end this podcast on some helpful tips from Andrew Clark. Guys, and thanks so much for... You can uh, use these. Go nuts. Mm-hmm. First of all, yeah. these are for everyone, not just for us. So Andrew Clark taught us some tips. Yeah. The, uh, special thanks to our sponsor, the Humber School of Comedy. And uh, Never Sleeps Network for broadcasting us every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So um, I don't think you really fully get the whole comedy Oh, thing okay, entirely, okay, well, which isn't your fault. Okay, oh, it's a tough business. It takes 20, 30 years to get good. Okay, maybe 30 forty-five. Yeah. We increase it as people get older. Yeah, uh, I see. Uh, but there are some old, um, sort of old tricks you can use, which some of the younger generation I don't really think pick up on because okay. of the web and social media. Right, yeah, and that makes sense. All the vaporizing and all mm, that kind of stuff. So course, I'm going to yeah, try to sure. teach you guys a few of these little tricks that will help you when you're doing your shows. Right. around town or whatever okay yeah, anything helps yeah. yeah all right so one thing you can do mm-hmm. and i don't see many people doing this anymore of course is that you can say like i'll tell you a joke right yeah okay. um what's a good joke like an old vaudeville joke like a street joke like yeah like a vaudeville? guy's walking a girl home okay and he says oh i love walking experienced girls home and then she says but i'm not experienced and he says you're not home yet uh-huh. and then you say well, you get it? If they don't laugh, Ryan, just say you get it. Oh, okay. okay. So that's we the, can do that. Yeah. So at the end of our joke, we go. So yeah, we do try a one. Try one. So I, oh, let's okay. do a sketch or something, and then okay. So what's not uh, a whole sketch? Well, just a joke, but like an opening line or something. Uh, like, uh, uh, hey, uh, you're here to get your refund on the haircut, huh? Yeah, I am. Well, you suck. Get it? Get it? No, but you see, the get it's Did for I the think? audience. Yeah. To oh, let them know you've done a joke. Me, we say to the, so we, turn, we both turn Yeah, the that's why we say, said it at the same time. You get it? You I turn the audience. Get it? Because okay, so let, here, let's try this again. Sure, sure, sure. Let okay. me explain. If, okay. I, if I was explaining my joke, I go, get it? Because oh. sh- he's saying he's going to get on with her. You see? Because he's saying she's experienced, but she's not. So you say, get it, and then they're going to cl- clue in. Oh, they get it. That's when yeah, the you crowd get the, gets it? They get the joke right away. Okay, so let's try this. Okay, yeah. All right. 
Um, okay. Uh, he- he- hello, sir. You're here to get your refund on your haircut. I sure am. Well, uh, you suck. Get, get it? it? Nice. There Did you we go. Did we do it that time? Very good. <laughs> that was exactly right. the same. I good. Like good. No, no, no. no, no. Very different. looked out this time. Very different. Yeah. Now, here, try this okay. one. I'm just drying a blank here. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll move on to another one. Okay. Uh, no, no. Uh, sure. Say anything to me. Okay. Any sentence. One of you. Go for uh, it. Hey there. How you doing? No, no. We put a noun in it. Oh. Mm. Oh, I love living in Toronto, don't you? You're a Toronto. Whoa. <laughs> you try one. Okay. Uh, something more. Just say something normal, like just trying to have a normal conversation. Okay. Right. Uh, you yeah, know, how was work today? Uh, it was good. Uh, it was uh, exhausting, though. You're exhausting. Nice. Wow. Jesus, this is great. <laughs> That's great. That's a roast. Or, we, we really... But try something really like, talk about one, something you've eaten or drunk. Or right, something. right. Oh, man. I, I'm so full on peanuts. I ate so many peanuts. Your peanuts. Right. Oh. There you go. That's you see how, you how this it. works? So he keeps it And you plural? can keep going. It's a callback. Do I? Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I so love, it, you could just say, I love uh, rock music. And then I could say, yeah, you're rock music. Oh, right. that makes sense. It's a total burn. But couldn't you just keep that doing definitely that? isn't something that I do now very often. Burn people? Here. No, no I burn people constantly. Insult right. me. Uh, hey, doofus. No, Mark. Come oh, on. Oh, okay. Uh, you're an asshole. Hey, Mark, you going to let him talk to you like that? Oh, <laughs> that's great. That's a good one. Damn you it. You reflect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't think the generation below Now you insult me. Uh, hey, uh, you're, you got a small peen. No. Come what? On. <laughs> okay, I, I feel like I'm doing it wrong. All are you not time. allowed Morgan? to swear? Or you have the smallest dick I've ever seen. Why are you focusing on my dick? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, well, that's it's a great funny. Joke. In order for funny, it has to reveal truth. There's no truth to what you just said. Okay, okay, oh, okay, okay. Shit. I'm sorry. Um, all right, how about this? Uh, you, uh, it looks like you take too long to do your hair, idiot. No, come on. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. How, about, how deep you're, do you okay. want to cut? Hey, you're a real fucko. You want to suck my what? <laughs> Wow, man, this is unstoppably fun. That's not not a sexist joke because anybody Mm. can. Yeah, anyone can say say it. You can say it to anybody. Okay, that makes sense. I like the fucko. You like fucko, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How about this? Is this a good one? I've heard this. Um, Tell me what you think about this. So, give Mark a compliment. Mm. Uh, I like your shirt. Oh, thank you. And I take it. Nice compliment. That's a good one. Cool. But you see how this could help some of your shows. Yeah, we're, we're having a lot of trouble with this kind of thing. When you're we're having a little bit of town. dead air because the younger generation, they don't have these skills. Mm-hmm. I get it. They don't have the technique. And this is called technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And I you, forgot. You get actually, it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, See, there it is. There you go. Yeah. We're See, this is the it. problem is uh, I think we've been there's not yet a class on this at Humber. So no, we need to add this. No, it'll mm. be a graduate degree. Oh, it's a graduate step you, thing. You know, you, so we yeah. can come back and learn this? Yeah, sure. Could Are you to do teach it? or? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's going to be, you get it 101, you get it 102, you get it 103, you get it 104. Four semesters. I'm getting it. Four semesters. Of you get it. You get it? Yeah. (laughs) I do now. I do now. There's a couple of zingers you can throw in there. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, man. You want a vape? No, thank you. Okay. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.
Hey, you got Morgan from Vesta Friends. You got Mark from Vesta Friends. And thanks so much for listening to the Vesta Friends podcast every Tuesday on Never Sleeps Network. Yeah, hey, in fact, did you know that Never Sleeps Network features other amazing podcasts created right here in Toronto? Is that right, Mark? It totally is, Morgan. Like what? Like our great buddy, Jeff Paul. Ah, the human potato himself, the potato files. You can also listen to that on Never Sleeps Network as well. I think I might do that right now. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.